Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? You know what I'm going to say. I got to say the name. It's me, Jay Jr. I love you guys so much. It means the world that you listen, um, that, the ta- that you take the time out to block out like 20, 30 minutes. Uh, one of them was an hour. Whew. He probably had to break that up into two, but it was worth it. Um, but it means so much that you would take the time to um, come on and just like... Uh, just listen, hear, hear all the things that people are saying and, um, none of it's edited. It is raw and it is real. And that's what I feel like the world, it, it, it's what we're dealing with right now. It's so real. And in, in light of, you know, gosh, this COVID-19 and the coronavirus, this, it's a pandemic around the world. And so, um, I'm great to have good people in my life. I'm great to have people that are, inspirational to me. And so I have somebody that's coming on. He is phenomenal. Um, He's a pastor and I've watched him on, on platforms and, and I've been to his church and um, his name is Andrew Damasio. He's phenomenal. And so I'm going to call him real quick and see if he'll pick up, you know, we're dealing with, we're talking about motivation um, versus uh, stagnation. So let's see, let's do it. Let's go. Hello? Hey! Welcome to the Drive Project Podcast, bro. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm, I'm excited. You know, I just got done telling them and in in, in introducing you. I said he's he's very passionate. He has a fire. Um, and it, it's, it's amazing when you see people in their lane. It is so beautiful. You have a gift, man. You, yeah, you, you, you yeah, have sure. a gift. And, yeah, and absolutely. even I've had the privilege of meeting you guys. And my sister, when she lived in Portland, she went to uh, your church. Shout out to the yeah. Rose Church. Love Shout Portland. <laughs> and so, um, I, you know, I was talking a little bit of just about with this series, your um, motivation versus stagnation and how do we get through it? How do you handle it? What motivates you? Um, and so I'm just going to literally, I'm going to pull back and let you jump in the center of the ring <laughs> and do your thing <laughs> and talk. And so I really appreciate you so much for taking the time to do this. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm excited to, to contribute one brick to the, uh, to the wall. Yeah. Uh, that is this uh, podcasting conversation, and from from my sphere of uh, maybe my lane, maybe maybe a little different than other people's, but my lane at least, uh, church world and leadership and right. working with people, right? And you know all that. So yeah, I think I think motivation and um, drive and passion is obviously so so unique in those who have it, and those who don't. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I played college basketball and um, let's go a lot of different sports in, in high school. I played like football, baseball, basketball, soccer. I did like UFC, jiu-jitsu stuff for a while because I got bored with other sports. Uh-huh. Whatever. So I've, I've been an athlete my whole life. And, you know, so obviously I'm in the big debate of LeBron versus Jordan right now. With oh, my friends and all that. Ooh, yeah. And, yeah. You know, and one, one thing that's always brought up about LeBron is is his drive is not Jordan's drive. Mm, mm. And Kobe's is, right? Like, that's the, that's the other side of, like, the reason why Kobe is more like Jordan than LeBron is because of the drive, because of the passion. Mm-hmm. And so I think it goes across the board, whether it's sports, whether it's business, there's just certain people that are that are up at five. They're not up at eight. Right. They're staying up till 10. They're not, you know, uh, 
at certain times. They are reading 50 books a year, not 10 books a year. Right? I can't even it's get through so- one. Andrew, come on, let's be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm like one or two books, and that's good for hey, me. Hey, man, you need to pick it up. You're talking about <laughs> motivation. You got to read more than two books a year. <laughs> I'm more of a watcher. I like to watch <laughs> things than read. Yeah. I don't know, but go ahead. Yeah, do you. Um, yeah, so I think, I think just the reality is some people have it at different levels, others don't. You know, mm-hmm. I think... I think a big, a, a great question is: Are leaders born or are they made? Ooh. You know, I think I think that's a, a valid question that a lot of people are asking. Are just certain people born with flat out leadership, passion, drive, motivation? They're born with it because of lineage, family, upbringing, um, surrounding. It is way more um, uh, nurture versus nature. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it's all those things. Or it's like no, like you can be born with things, but it's you're made. Like you choose to be that way. Mm. Um, I, it's a little bit of both to be honest but yeah. yeah i think passion is huge i think a reason to live um is one thing but also a reason to get better and a reason to grow and develop and and all those things so yeah, i think i think it's a great conversation because i think we need more of it mm-hmm. um and you know especially people get stagnant not only in uh, mental spaces but in leadership and right. you know um there's a great book out there by jim collins you know good to great mm-hmm. you know if you've ever read that or anyone listening you know like the whole, the whole kind of whole concept is it that the greatest enemy of great is good, you know. Wow. And there's a lot of people that are very good at their jobs, and they're good at making money, and they're good at their sport, and they're a good manager, which is better than bad, right? Right. You're not, you're not bad. You're not awful. Like I'm better than most. I'm above average, and people get really comfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was Tom Brady who is one of my least favorite athletes in the whole world, <laughs> um, but I think. One good thing that he did say is that winning a championship is one thing. Winning another one is hard. Wow. Right. Staying, like getting to the mountaintop is one thing, right? Working hard for a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, just working, right? Getting to that mountaintop. Right, right. right. Doing it again the next year is harder mm. because you've done it, right? So mm-hmm. you have to regain the passion all over again. Wow. You mm. have to regain the drive all over again. Yeah. That is difficult. Mm-hmm. And that's where Tom Brady's and Michael Jordan's and you know these people that have won multiple championships, Kobe's and you know Tim Duncan's and you know uh, whatever sports I don't watch soccer, you know whatever, yeah, you know Ronaldo or Messi or whoever, right? That that keep on winning and keep on winning the trophies. Well, that's a, that's a whole other ball game. They have a level of passion and motivation and drive, unlike any others. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's vitally important to whatever sphere of life that you are walking in right now. You need to have a reason on what you're doing. You Ooh, that's know, reminding good. yourself of your why. Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? What am I doing? And am I getting better? Because um, mm. I think the reality is you're getting worse if you're not getting better. Nothing right. is neutral. Nothing is neutral. You're not staying where you're at. That's the reality. And so if you're not getting better, you're automatically getting worse. So you and would think so, it would, so it's almost like you're saying like it's it's a constant training. Um, you're constantly in a training position to where you can grow, you can be stretched, and you can you know you could be developed basically into becoming a better you. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 Just becoming a lifelong learner. Right. Mm-hmm. It's always amazing to me what's in my sphere of life church, Christendom, leaders, um, uh, that kind of world, my lane. Um, the people that should be dominating the conversation because they're smarter than everyone else, mm-hmm. have done more than everybody else, have accomplished more than everybody else, are the ones asking the questions. Right. 
Wow. Right? Like the ones that should be dominating the conversation and saying, I know this and I've done that and I've accomplished this and I've reached this and I've done that. They're not the ones. They're the ones asking the questions. They're the ones getting insight from people around the table. And that's why they're the greatest. Mm. And it's always the individual that has done a little bit that talks a lot. Wow. Right? They, like, they've accomplished enough to have to be in the room and to, to be part of the conversation. So, And they just try to dominate the conversation. They try to dominate all of the insights and stats and, and you know information or whatever. But it's always the greatest ones in the room are the ones asking the questions. Right, right. And that's why they're the greatest because they're always in – the learner seat. They're always trying to get better in it, especially the world that we live in, right? This isn't the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. We live in the, the, the tech world that everything and information is multiplying by the second right. and multiplying by the year. So if you are learning and developing and growing and getting smarter, more educated and learning not only in your field, but other fields, yeah, you're getting behind it at that point, you know? So the passion to get up and to, to get going um, is, is vitally important to your success in, in your lane, whatever lane that is. Yeah. I mean, wow. Especially, I would say this as well. If you're not passionate about doing it, stop doing it. Do yourself and everybody else a favor. Yes. I fully you know, agree. Like, if, I fully if you agree. If you are passionate about it, if you want to do it for free, if you want to do it, you know, uh, whether you're getting paid or not, whether well, you need to find something else. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're not passionate about it, then please do us and yourself a favor and find something that you are passionate to do. Well, somebody and, said to me, Andrew, that they, they they quoted this to me, do what you love and the money will show up. But if you're absolutely. focused so much on the money, you're going to burn out and you won't see the value of the relationship. And I think that is so important in the relationship, even with what you're trying to grow. Um, it is so important. And so there's also this other spectrum of I've heard if you're teachable, you're reachable. And so you have to always be, like you said, in the learning seat. But at the same time, if you wouldn't do it for free, because <laughs> a lot of people don't want to do nothing for free, like, nah, and I understand you have skills, it's like, then eventually it will show up. But whatever your passion is, you will put in the time. You, It's almost like motivation. Somebody also says motivation comes almost like it's from, from within. It's it's yeah. from within. You have it, it has to be cultivated. It has to be brought up. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what you said is important in that if you can't motivate yourself, mm. no one's going to do it for you. Because mm. nobody lives with you, right? Like even a spouse, like no one lives in your mind. No one lives in your soul. Like, wow. If you always need motivation to come from the outside. It's going to be a very, very long very long road and very long battle because nobody lives in you like if you don't learn how to motivate yourself Mm. then it's going to be tough you know you're 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 always going to need someone pushing you well that's exhausting you know that's you don't get babysat the rest of your life right um (laughs) right so yeah you better learn how to motivate yourself you know i think yeah i I think you know if you can find something that you are passionate about Mm -hmm. that you are good at that you are skilled to do and people keep asking you to do it, well, you probably found a lane that you can run it, you know, and, and money will, will follow you. My dad always said when I was younger that people that try to make room for their gift are very annoying. Ooh, say that uh, again. Say that again. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, people that try to make room for their gift are very annoying. Wow. The reality is your gift will make room for you. Like, mm. if you are called to do it, you're good at doing it. Like, you are skilled to do it. You right. have a 
a gifting, a grace zone, a lane, like whatever wording you want to use, an ability, an education, whatever, it will make room for you. You'll get invited into conversations. You'll get invited into board meetings. You'll get invited into team rallies. You'll get invited into leadership management, whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. if you are truly gifted, your gift will start make room, make, making room for you. Right. But if you're always trying to make room for your gift, well, then you might you might be in the, the wrong room. Wow. You know? Um I'll, I'll speak from a, a millennial standpoint, at least. Like I'm on the later end of the millennials, but still yeah. I'm in the millennial age gap. And it's amazing to me how some millennials are so not self-aware mm. of their gifted. Mm-hmm. Like they think they're good at certain things, and they're absolutely awful at it. Wow! Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like how their how how self-awareness is not there. Like you're not. That's not it. If you think this is it, you are lying to yourself friend like that is not you're not that good wow um you're just not like you, you got to find something else you know but they they think that's it whether mm. it's because a, a parent told them or a, a, a boyfriend a girlfriend or a teacher or something's like i like i see so you doing this they fall in love with it but the reality is they're just not good at it mm-hmm. their gift is not making room for them you know so um wow yeah i, I always think that's a great a great question question to ask is am i good at it do I keep getting asked to do it? Do I enjoy it? Am I passionate about it? Would I do it for free? Does it keep me up at night? Do I yes. dream about it? Yes. You know, like all those like really like very simple questions. When all of those point toward one thing, well, you're probably going in the right direction. It, and there's some people that, to be honest, are so amazingly gifted that they have multiple things. So it's it's more like I'm doing this for the next five or eight years, and then that passage sw- switches to this, mm. and then that you know next decade you're doing that. There's some people that they have multiple plates they're spinning, right? And so it's not right. one thing for the rest of their life. It's I'm going to do business for a little bit. After that, I'm doing some freelance stuff. And after that, I'm flipping homes. And I really enjoy Like it's some people are way more entrepreneurial, way more creatively minded that way. Mm-hmm. But those are few and far between. Those are the exceptions of the rule. For many of us, it's probably going to be one sector or one sphere of life for a good portion of your adulthood. Well, um, so yeah, so you, you better find some passion about that. Well, I think also at the and, and once you find that, then you attract who you are. I, I believe in that. And you could tell me, you know, I'm not a pastor. You are, but but oh, but yeah, I, I believe that like you you don't if you don't like the circle you're hanging with. Yes. you don't like yourself. Ooh. So yeah, yeah you know, like you will always draw it to yourself who you are, what mm-hmm. you are, how you think. You know, I think I don't know who this quote is by. But you will always have the average income of your closest five friends. <gasps> wow. Well, let that sink in, everybody. <laughs> That's right? real. Like if you're poor, yes. it might not just be because you're not working that much, you're having a hard time. It's because all a good, a, probably a good idea or a good, a good guess is the majority of your friends are in the same space. Wow. <laughs> and that's not... And, like and, wealthy people usually hang out with wealthy people right right you know like-mindedness so mm-hmm. if you want to change your your trajectory then you might want to look at your sphere because it's they're they're going hand in hand right i've said before too your inner circle is everything and so you just tied all that right there because you, you even saying the fact of if you don't like your inner circle don't get mad at them check yourself um, and, and, and if you go again, it goes right back to going on the inside again, um, with motivation and stuff like that. If you're and so you have to, it's, it's almost like a self-reflection, even in this season that we're in, you know, for a while people, and I've I said it too, man. I said, I was like, gosh, if I could just go back to the way life was and people around me were saying that, but then I had a moment with myself 
<laughs> if that's per- if you can say. And I literally was like, well, no, what am I really doing with this time? Um, yeah. Am I maximizing this time? Could something great come out of this season? And then all of a sudden I began to attract those type of people. People were like, no, 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 I don't want to go back to what was. I mean, yeah, we want to all have jobs and keep the economy going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about actually seeing the potential actually come to fruition, per se, where you can actually see what's really on the inside. And so instead of running from this season, it's like I'm embracing this season and going on the inside and the circle begins to change. And it's my mind first, but then the people begin to change around me. And I'm like, okay, I'm motivated to actually see something different than what was before. Yep, absolutely. And there's a, there's a realm of, you have to feel a little uncomfortable for a bit, right? So, yes. Because you aren't like influential, influential, you know, money, resource, and you want to start moving in that, that realm or running that lane that you want to be good at their finances. Well, you better get some wealthy friends around you. And there's going to be a season of awkwardness because you're the odd man out, right? Like mm. you're hanging out with people that do handle money well, that do have loans and do have cars and do have homes and do have right uh, 401ks and they're filling the blank, right? Like they, they're, they're operating their money correctly and you're not. Well, are you willing to be uncomfortable for a little bit while well, all of your friends and all of your circle are doing much better than you? Wow. And you're not. Like, okay, that's a little uncomfortable, and I have to be open about my finances and how much debt I have and how many mistakes I've made and how much money I don't have. Right. But the reality is I want what they have, so I'm going to be okay with being uncomfortable for a little bit. Mm. Mm. That's real. Being okay with being uncomfortable in the space. Um, what would you say to the person that – somebody – okay, I'll say this somebody that came on the podcast was talking about the uh, there's a stagnation rhythm it's almost like you're on a treadmill and um you're going you're you're seeing some results and you're running in but you're running in place so you really don't get to experience um the fullness of what really is out there and so you have to be willing to take risk i think this even deals with like being uncomfortable you have to be willing to be uncomfortable and be willing to take a risk to step outside what is normal goes back into that fire that passion what you're saying but what would you say to somebody that right now maybe they're listening and they do not know what to do step one give me a step a simple step one Step one to finding passion. Or yeah, just finding passion, it. getting out of the stagnation, all of that. What would it? What would be step one for you um, to get it going? If it's a dream, if it's whatever it is. Man, um, I think that's you know somewhat of a broad question. In mm-hmm. that, I think people are in such specific lanes, and I yes. don't know what their history is. Right. Like I don't know if they've tried fifty-four other things. Mm-hmm. Well, there might be a reason why you're stagnant because you can't try something longer than a week. You know, mm. what I mean? okay, well that person's unique, or and some people might have some great ideas and great concepts, but they don't have the the fortitude of the bank account to get it going. They just need some help. Right. They don't have the open door. I, I think you know there's many reasons why people get stagnant. You know, but I think um, one thing I did last night, you know, not to. Re- repeat myself or push my own, my own stuff at all but push I it. did a thing with our church <laughs> last night about yeah. the five questions every person should ask themselves mm. okay and I did number one you should ask yourself who am I becoming okay I think people are obsessed with where am I going and what am I doing and we never ask who am I becoming that's good um, number two you should always ask what do what does everyone know about me that I don't know about myself hmm. 
Number three, you should ask, um, what season am I in? Like, have you taken a step back and actually asked the question, what season am I actually in? Um, and then number four, I said, uh, the question you should ask yourself is, am I stewarding what I have or am I just waiting for what I want? Wow. Um, are you actually being a steward of what you have? And then last is, who is shaping my worldview? You have a worldview and it's being shaped. So you better be careful who is shaping your worldview. So I, I think th- those would be some of the questions I would, I would ask you. Like if you're stuck, okay, yes. who are you becoming? Are you being a steward? Who is shaping your worldview? But going back to your circle, what season are you in? What have you tried? Have you failed? Have you taken a risk? What are you passionate about? Start. I think sometimes it's just really simple. You might, you might just have to sit there and ask some questions and write some yes. things down. Yes. Wow. I mean, you it's know, real. That's honesty. You, right? Ask, I always think it's funny with people that ask people uh, questions that have zero context. <laughs> so, uh, example, you've been dating seven guys, right? You uh-huh. keep going through guys and you, you leave in a month or two months. You date this new guy that... You ask this new friend, oh, what do you think about this new guy? Or we're going to start dating. Oh, he's awesome. He's the best. You should date him. Okay, guess what? Go ask some of your friends that were there for the seven previous ones. Talk about it. <laughs> That's and then good. they go, hey, uh, he's kind of like the last seven. No, no, he's different. This other friend I asked said he's the best. Yeah, but she wasn't here for the last seven. Mm. She does not have history and or context to give you actual advice on the present boyfriend that you're trying to date. Right. right? So I would say the same thing. Like if you're stuck or stagnant, have you asked the people that have been there for the ride? Like, hey, like, do you see anything in me? And I'm going to try this. And what do you think about that? And I want to go back to school and, you know, whatever it is. Like, do you have people around you that have history of contacts to to bounce ideas off? You know, if you feel stuck or you feel stagnant. And then I'd also say just try something. Like right. move. Yeah. Fail. Take mm-hmm. a risk. Like, not, you know, not dumb ones. Like, like Right, think, right. But I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. You know, calculated risks. Yeah. Do something. You know, my dad used to always say, "You can't, you can't direct a, a parked car. Like, do something. Like, get your wheels moving. Like, mm. be moving in a direction. Yeah. You know. Um. And and more often than not, you'll probably stumble. You know. Um. Into into some good things, but you got to be moving. You got to be doing something. I think I love what you just said, though. With those five different things, it's almost like it. Even with mo- being looking for motivation and pulling it you have to also everything that you said it was like you need to be honest like you need to be honest where you're at so that way you can at least when you're when you're pretending to be something else or you're living in from a a pretended aspect i would say um you can miss out on really some authentic moments and those different questions i was like wow it's really breaking it all the way down to okay so we need you to be honest in this season so that way you can really launch correctly you can really move forward correctly because when you're not honest with yourself how can something real really find you Ooh. oh yeah like okay like here's the point maybe think about it this way think about you ever watch shark tank yes yes and they right they come forward and they pitch their idea some are atrocious some are good some are people are nervous right there's i love watching the pitches it's my favorite part um <laughs> right and these people pitch and they pitch an idea on where they think their business is actually at. Mm. Right? Like, we're here. We have this many sales. We have this much money. We have this many employees. We have made this many contracts, blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes one or two or all of these sharks would be like, you're not ready for this conversation yet. Like, you're 
two years away from scaling like this, right? Like you don't have the money, you don't have the the pat, uh, the patents, you don't have whatever, right? Like these people walk in thinking that their business is at a certain space mm-hmm. to launch big and launch large, and then some guys like you know, hey, your your business is not where you think it at. You know, think where it's at. You are two years away from having this discussion. You need to go back and retune your idea or your, you know, your shirt or your, you know, whatever you're trying to pitch us, you're, you're not here yet. You're, you're a ways away from pitching to us. Right. 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 So once again, they weren't aware and honest where their business actually was. Mm. They thought they were much farther along in the process where they should have, they should have never been in that room yet. They're, they're a year away from being able to pitch like that. Right. Right. Cause they lied to themselves on where they thought their business was at. Oof. Yeah. 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 I've seen that <laughs> in an episode. I'm like, oh, you're not ready. It's like Kevin Hart. You're not. I wasn't ready. You are. You were. You weren't. Yeah, like, you're not ready like for the moment. Team, like, how much is this? And this? And this? Like, I don't know. How much revenue? I don't know. What's the market like? Oh, I haven't studied that yet. Like, okay, dude, why are you in this room? Like, right. You are not even ready to have this conversation right now. But they thought they were. Mm. That goes back to. So why do you want to do what you want to do? Do you know your why? Yeah. Can you go back to okay? Do you? Do, are I think you, Simon Sinek mm. uh, has a book called "Start with Why." Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great book. It's like, do you know your why? Do you? Would you do it for this? Um, the reason. Um, where do you see yourself? Uh, perspective. What are you bouncing off from your inner circle? Oh, I can tie all this together. How are you able to, uh, have you bounced this off your inner circle? What is their perspective? Who's shaping your world? Um, it goes back to, and li- literally this whole conversation is like awareness. Are you fully aware of this entire situation? <laughs> or are yeah, you just saying stuck? Are you choosing to stay stuck? And staying stuck, when I say stagnation, it's really mentally. There are some things that are out of your control. Like, for instance, we like this whole thing right now, we're being quarantined to homes. And, you know, it's so unfortunate. People have lost family members. And, and, and that is it's, it's devastating um, and stuff like that. But I'm talking about with what you have right now, the time. Um, what are you doing? Are you aware of it? Are you aware of the environment and what you're able to cultivate right now on your own? Wow. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think you're just uh, asking questions, you know, like yeah. maybe you don't have the answer, but at least you're answering, you're asking the question. Right, right. And talk to somebody mm. who has the answer. Wow. Well, I really do appreciate you, man, coming on and sharing all that you had. It was good. I mean, I'm like buckets. I'm yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you. Talk about leadership all day. Oh my God. And, and that's what we need. We need it. And I believe that yeah, I love what you said. Um, it goes hand in hand. Some are, you know, are born that way and then some are cultivated and they go in hand in hand. It could be both. Um, but it's all about perspective on how you see yourself. Um, and so I really do appreciate you, man. Shout out your handle real quick so people can follow you, even the church, if they're in the yeah, area. Yeah, so I lead a church here in Portland called the Rose Church. Yes. Um, all of our tags are uh, either Rose Church PDX or RoseChurch.org. Uh, once again, my name is Andrew Damasio. I think my tag, I don't i don't know. I think it's Drew Damasio yes, on, yes. on Instagram and it's Andrew Damasio on Twitter. And uh, yeah. I love it because even though we're in a season to where people cannot gather in buildings, you guys are doing such an excellent job. I, I, I was watching actually last week, you know, um, with the music and, and the teach people are engaging. And I love it because you just have to make a shift. You could have been like, well, we have a big problem. We can't gather. So 
the stagnation could set in. It's like, we're not going to be able to do anything. But instead, it's like, no, 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 no. A real leader <laughs> will be able to do pull from resources, connections from other leaders or whatever it is. And you guys are still flourishing and still reaching and loving people. So I commend you guys so much and love you yeah, and Julia. You guys are phenomenal. Thank you for what yeah, you do. That, Thank absolutely. you. You know, shout you. out Mike Tyson. Everybody has the plans. You get punched in the face. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. So yeah, man, make your plans. But you, if you don't learn how to pivot when you get punched in the face, you're having a hard time because you're probably getting punched in the face a couple times throughout your life. Mm. You know, so I'm reading. I'm reading a book right now, a military book actually on this Marine, and this, the whole book is about um, how leaders make decisions in real time. Mm. Like, cool, you made this whole plan while we were on the plane. We, we had our entire operation, we landed, and everything went wrong oh. in real time. So how do we navigate while we're getting shot at? We thought they were over that way. They're on this side. I thought this phone was going to work. It's not working. I thought this platoon was going to go that way. They had to go this way. Okay, our entire operation is wrong. What are you going to do? Well, leaders, you better learn how to make a decision in real time mm. moments where you don't get to go back to the drawing board. You don't get to press you know, pause or reset. Well, you better make a decision before people die. Wow. Wow. You know, so yeah, like, the, like leaders right now are getting punched in the face. Well, good leaders are pivoting and, and making real time, real call decisions. And leaders that weren't ready for this are having a hard time because they were so set on what they were doing that they're not able to pivot. So wow. yeah, it's a very interesting time for me as a leader, right? Like, you know, I don't know what you feel or anyone else feels about Donald Trump or the CDC yeah. or anyone else. Yeah. But it's interesting that people's perspective of how a leader leads in crisis mm. automatically changes. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, you know, leadership is, is huge. So the situation we're in, hopefully leaders are, are leading well. And, um, yeah, learn how to pivot and be flexible and change. And otherwise you're, you're going to get left behind. Yeah. So, it's yeah. so real. Well, thank you for what you do. Thank you for pivoting. I know that word very well because the the church I'm in, you know, church home, Judah Smith is my, is my pastor and uh, we use, I don't know who that is. Yeah, you know, okay, thank you. No. <laughs> you know, but we're having to, <laughs> we're having to, we've learned how to pivot and I'm thankful. Um and it's so great to see other um great leaders like yourself um being able to lead people still and love people. Um, and there's different ways to be able to connect with people. And so you're not limited because of a building. It's actually, you can reach people outside of the building. And I think it is phenomenal. So thank you for what you're doing. My sister speaks so highly of you. She She's like, yes, yes, Jared. But my, my, they love I pay you. both of them. They're part of my staff. I pay them to tell people how much they love me. Oh my God, I can't. I will not. No. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to everybody on here. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks Th- for having me. Thank you so much. Well, you'll come on again. Would you do it again? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, done deal. Well, thank you so much. I won't yep. keep you, and we'll talk soon. Yeah, have a good day. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it, you guys. There was so much that he said. Um, it was... It, I, Again, I'm full. I'm full because there's so many different things that he said that I really just enjoyed, you know, about the inner circle and and what are you listening to? Those five questions. Ooh, you see that? Those five different questions he had. That is so good. And and all of that. And sometimes you think, oh, motivation. Let's just focus only on this is all motivation because you can pull from this and be stretched to grow to become a better you. So thank you so much. I'm just so grateful. And um, again, you can follow me at jmartin2 
Martin Jr. on Instagram, on Facebook for more highlights, stuff like that. Um, and I can't wait to come before you again. So you know what I'm going to say until next time. Let's keep the conversations going. Talk to you soon. Bye.